today I want to talk about a topic that I've been wanting for a few years now. Uh, <laughs> like every episode, it's years in the making. Have you been watching Formula One for years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, nearly three years. Wow, yeah, how yeah. time flies. I'm like a mid-tenured fan. Incredible. So I want to talk about what it takes to be a driver, an F1 driver mm-hmm. at the top level, obviously. Uh, what it takes physically and mentally to be one. Okay, so we're not we're not talking about rich parents here. <laughs> no, not not rich parents. I think we can save. Actually, it is an important point. I think we can save that for potential finance sponsorships, like money to get in, okay. sort of okay. episode. Yeah, yeah. All yeah right. okay. Might even be a good opportunity to get our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, uh, our many, many sponsors. <laughs> just, just, just a side note, if anyone's listening that wants to sponsor us, um, we are taking investments. So, yeah. Investments. <laughs> Dust, mm. don't forget, I get 50-50 out of all the profits. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fine. Right? That's okay. Fine. I, I, need, I feel like we need to write that down. I, I feel like out of all the friends I've done any kind of endeavour with, you're the one that's most paranoid about me stealing all your money. <laughs> talking about the physical attributes and then also what it takes mentally Mm. um now i think drivers being athletes obviously there's some they are absolutely athletes (laughs) yes Uh, elite athletes i believe it was uh, a good friend of mine gom was her name (laughs) (laughs) maybe 30 years of my life not 30 years oh my gosh I don't know, 14 years of knowing her. You're really counting our friendship. (laughs) I don't know what that is. (laughs) What what was it that you used to tell me, Gob? I used to say something like, uh, it's just (laughs) sitting in a car. It's just pressing the brake, pressing the accelerator, moving the wheel a little bit, making some (laughs) adjustments. I drive myself to Woolies every day. I mean, (laughs) it's not that hard. Mm, That was was pre- Drive to Survive, pre-F1, gone, which was a different uh, lifetime, to be honest. I'm glad. I'm so happy yeah. you've come around. And obviously, I spent, oh. yeah, yeah, I'm spe- oh. I spent my whole life hearing that, to be honest. Like, you're not, you're definitely not the first person to tell me, like, how is it even a sport? Like, you just mm-hmm. sit on your backside mm-hmm. and yep. drive a car around. Yeah, I'd really like to go into it a bit more into this episode because, mm. to be honest, like, especially the first few seasons of Drive to Survive, mm-hmm. they didn't really go into it too much. I mean, really, of course, they showed a lot of... Uh, Workouts. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel a like there's a bit of shirtless stuff going on. I really think we can go into a bit more and a bit be- bit behind not just what their routine is, yep. but also why they need to do this training. What actually, mm. the physics behind the physical aspects. Right. Yeah, look, I mean, for me, when I think about the physical side of driving a race car, I think about G-forces, I think about temperature, uh, yep. I think about endurance as well. That's, yeah, that's a good, that's a good summary. That's a good summary. All right, we're done. So that's the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually you just ramble on and on for about 20 minutes. take it on your feedback. And I uh, zone out and come back and I say, that'll be edited, right? (laughs) Okay. So that's the secret formula to be an F1 driver. That's all it is. That's all it is. And then the mental aspects too. Mm. Now, I think with F1, it's, it's, I think it's probably one of the few sports I would say. Mm Mm-hmm where you as a fan or viewer can't actually experience anything comparable to what the drivers are experiencing. And you never get to drive a car 
like that. Mm. You never get to go to those speeds. Whereas, say with basketball, you could go buy a basketball yeah. and then you could go and uh, chuck some hoops. Find a regulation height hoop. Regulation height hoop and then yeah. chuck some hoops. Chuck some hoops. <laughs> is that what you say? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say from now on. Chuck, what does it say? <laughs> I, I, would, I would say shoot some hoops. Shoot some hoops, not chuck some hoops. <laughs> and you could be like, okay, now I kind of understand what LeBron is doing mm-hmm. you know uh and now i kind of understand why it's bit. hard yeah. yeah yeah and you could get people to play with you and stuff and mm. <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying to do that for years <laughs> <laughs> but yeah everyone yeah. is not like that so that's why yeah. i think it's so important that we do this episode mm. and we educate the people the that people. we will that's what and we're you here are, for you are like semi you are like a quarter semi- of a driver i would quarter say race car one yeah, eighth yeah. race car driver yeah car. yeah so yeah. i'm sure you know a little bit the deal around i've it. experienced a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay g-forces explain those to me what All it right. stands for gravitational forces <laughs> i think so i think <laughs> that's, that's what wikipedia basics. says about <laughs> it um look let's not get too technical about it you know how i like to explain it did you ever play the game corners on the school bus yes yeah. yes yeah yeah, yeah. That's I mean, G-forces. a lot of it pushing, pushing <laughs> as well as the 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 actual yeah movement of the car. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, when you when the car turns one way, your body wants to go or keep going in the direction it was going. So you know, you feel like you're being pushed the other way. Um, yes. You know, if you've ever been in a passenger seat, is that seat, a G-force in action? That's that's your body feeling G-forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, the difference though is that in a Formula One car, they are way higher than um, than what you might feel on a road car or in, in the school bus. Um, what are we talking here? So, so an astronaut, okay, when they're taking off, uh, that that's something that I can. That's something you can relate to. Didn't you just watch The Martian or something the other day? Oh, oh my gosh, and Interstellar. <laughs> Damon. So oh, Interstellar as all well. about gravity. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and you know, like you know, they they show the takeoff scene, and mm-hmm. you know, the rockets obviously like launching from the Earth. I think astronauts are meant to feel something like three G, which is. That's about the average, yep. Yeah, it's like, it's so it's three times the weight of the force of gravity um, that they're feeling on their body. A Formula One driver routinely, when they hit the brakes, when they go around the high-speed corners, they feel 6G, so double what what an astronaut feels. So, oh my gosh. So Mm. they they are... They are better than astronauts. <laughs> I reckon they are, honestly, because, uh, I mean, an astronaut feels... No like wonder Lewis wants to go to space. He talks about <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, you know, they don't just feel it for a couple of seconds either. They feel it for 90 minutes, you know, two hours or whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's all different directions, you know. So when when they hit the brakes, that's probably like a really high G-force moment for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the G-forces are so extreme that it's it's not uncommon. There are There are stories about drivers seeing moisture inside their visors, inside their helmet visors, uh, okay. and realizing that it's actually their tear ducts squirting out oh my gosh. tear fluid. Yeah, because Isn't the car's... squirting? This is a kid's show. Talking about different bodily fluid here, we're talking about tears. Right. Um, yeah, in, onto the inside of their visor because the, the deceleration forces are that Oh that my great. gosh. Wow. Yeah. That sounds... Very painful. Doesn't sound particularly pleasant, and I think when you do, I mean, it's like going on a roller coaster. If you've ever been on a really fast roller coaster, it's I not avoid gonna, them. I'm not going to do roller coasters. <laughs> so, in order to handle those G forces mm. every every race, every session, mm. they need to do a lot of training, right? Yeah, a lot yeah, of so like strength training. It's all about core strength. Yeah, um, 
And so I guess I'd imagine they're doing a lot of squats and things like that in the gym. Because it comes down to like, you know, if you've ever been in a car that's been or in a roller coaster, you might feel like your, your body's getting thrown around a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. And the thing is, when you're in a race car, you want to be the one throwing the race car around. You don't want the car throwing right. you around. You want to have that control. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. To So you can be precise and accurate with your steering inputs, with your brake pedals and your accelerator pedal, all so that you, sort of thing. So you definitely need a lot of core strength. Just Lots like, of core strength, yeah. yeah. Legs and glutes as well. Um, I find like one of the, for me personally, when I'm getting a bit tired in the car, um, one of the first things I tend to notice is my leg starts like floating up a little bit because of the G-forces and things like that. Like, right. Um, right. And the braking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for, well, actually, that's another thing. Yeah, Formula One cars, they require like something like 150 kilos of pressure on the brake pedal. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's insane, right? That's like that's a that's you a just, one-legged. Just give up braking. Just don't <laughs> yeah, brake. Just, yeah, just go faster <laughs> that way anyway. Oh my gosh! Um, I mean, there's a little caveat to this, but before I get into the caveat, here's the big headline thing. That's like that's like doing a single-legged leg press at 150 kilos. You know, 20 times in some circuits per lap, oh, you know, 50, 60, 70 gosh. laps. Jeez. Mm, insane. Yeah. I mean, look, the caveat is the caveat is that the G-forces actually do help the drivers exert that pressure because their body is is actually being pushed forward oh, in the right, car. Oh, right, right. Yeah. It's not just them. It's not just them, <laughs> but I think a significant portion is actually still their leg strength because they're, they're wearing harnesses, right, to hold yes. themselves into the right, car, strapped right, into the car. Okay. And can we talk about another body part of theirs? Uh, <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a map of a, a F1 driver's body right now. Yeah, I'm just pointing yeah. to different areas, but their neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the necks. I mean, yeah. What what a part? What <laughs> what width of neck? They do have some pretty thick necks on them. They're like pythons <laughs> on their shoulders. So wide. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's for the G forces, right? Because a human head, I think, what it weighs like five, six kilos, something like that. I've um, never weighed, but <laughs> that, that sounds about right if I can right. imagine my brain on a scale and with a skull around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. dense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, you've got like a kilo, kilo and a half, I think like 1.2 kilos for like a Formula One helmet. So oh, they're okay. very light. They're, they're engineered to be very light. They look so heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But for this purpose, they try and make them as light as possible because say you've got six, six and a half kilos on, on your shoulders there. You go around a corner at 6G, that's 30, 36 kilos being pulled sideways oh. on your neck. Oh, my right? gosh. Yeah. And if you think about like the, the high-speed asset at Alba Park, it's it's like 5, 6G left, 5, 6G right in a split second. So like... I mean, you could pass out with that amount of like... Mm. Like head rolling and stuff, right? Just yeah. like just like Matt Damon did in mm. The Martian. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think... Um, the, I don't know if... People have actually passed out in a Formula One car, but people do say, you know, if you're not trained for it, you're a healthy adult. You're not going to last very long in the car, um, and that's Probably what happens. You know, your neck only, gives out, you vomit. Yeah, I think I read somewhere like maybe a lap or two you would last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I, I probably was, a fit person. Uh, yeah, I was going to say maybe yeah. four or five laps or something like that. But, oh, okay. Uh, okay you never, yeah, not you, long. you would last that. Much. Definitely yeah, yeah, not. You're so fit. <laughs> no, yeah, this one goes to the gym. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm thinking. You know, like these guys do it for. 50, 60, 70 lapses. And let's talk about the temperature. It's getting hot in here. I know you want to sing, Sean Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I got the right temperature. (laughs) I don't know all the words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. You don't even know the tactics. But anyway, you know one thing. I don't know the tactics. What? 
girl, I got the right tactics to turn oh, you on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Break it down, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sean Paul trivia while we're at it. Yes, yes. You know how like at the start of the song how he says like Shandabal, Shandabal. Shandabal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know he's not actually saying Sean, Sean Paul, like Sean DePaul? Oh, what's he say? He's saying Chandapal, as in Shiv, Shivnareen Chandapal, the famous West Indian cricketer. What? Yeah, look it up. I'm not lying. No. I'm not lying. It's Chandapal. No, it's Chandapal. Chandapal. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Wow. Anyway, the temperature inside the cars. Yes. So... Okay, we have some really hot races. Yeah, in yeah. the in the calendar, Singapore uh, comes to mind. Probably France, Singapore. Yeah. That's, that's no, what no, I'm thinking about. France gets real hot as well. What? Yeah, because it's in the summer over there. Oh uh, yeah, of yeah, France. yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. Even Silverstone when we went, it was pretty hot some yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty cold some days <laughs> as well. <laughs> like you, England. It was like Melbourne weather. <laughs> uh, so it can get very hot outside, mm. and then you look at them, and oh my gosh, they are. They are suited up, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. are—you can't—you can't see any of their parts. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, inside the cockpit, suit. it actually yeah. gets to to. I think on average, it's about forty degrees Celsius, um, but sometimes, average. yeah, yeah, I think sometimes more than that. I think I've read that there are times where it can get to like 50, 60 degrees inside what? the cockpit. Yeah. How is that even like? survivable insane right uh, like 50 60 degrees say oh they'll be fine in global warming <laughs> yeah they'll be fine they're made for it yeah um and that's because you know the cockpit is surrounded by you've got your your combustion engine right behind you you've got batteries you know to the left of you to the right of oh you gosh, yeah. radiators and things um you've got the brakes the car's brakes around you as well it's an open cockpit right and you know you can see the wheels from the cockpit the brakes are in there they're getting to a thousand degrees celsius yes i saw some brakes overheat um, mm. just this weekend. Oh, right. And I swear, I mean, I could have got, uh, maybe my eyes are fooling me, but it looked like lava. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The brakes looked like they lava. Glow. They're glowing. They're yeah, glowing. And then the driver was like, get some, like, get get them cooled down, like, straight away. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something we, we do typically see in, in motorsport. That's that the, crazy. Those brake rotors glowing red hot. Yeah. Um, and so that heat with the wind and everything gets blown into the cockpit. You also got to think about the exhaust fumes from the cars in front of you when you're in the race. Um, That'd be hot as well. And there's just so much energy. Yeah, around. all around the car. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on that carbon monoxide thing as well, you're breathing that in. So that's actually taking away from the oxygen that's going that's into the driver's you, body. Right? It's not good for you. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. What is this? Um, but oh. that's why they do a lot of like altitude training. Um, so yeah. I think they used to yeah. like go up into mountains and things, but they also like train in these special rooms where there's like less oxygen in the room and then, yeah. you know, they're on like exercise bikes or treadmills and stuff in there. And don't ask me how I know it, but they take a lot of ice baths. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, especially in Singapore weekend, um, mm. you get a lot of uh, ice bath content, which I think <laughs> is very popular. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't say I've noticed, but... Uh, you're right. They, there's a lot of preparation work. And even when it's not like doing ice bars for Singapore, you see before the races, they'll be wearing those like ice vests and things like that. Um, they're always yeah. sipping on a, a drink. I was about to say water, but actually what they do is the race drop, the drivers pretty much all the time, but especially like throughout a race weekend, their, their urine is constantly being tested. So they're doing samples, really? testing wow. it. And Drug testing, obviously. Nope. <laughs> so, um, well, that as well. That as well. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's not exactly like cycle cycle racing, bike yeah. racing, whatever. But yeah. um, the reason they actually do it is to to check the hydration levels of the drivers. And based on that, their you know, physios or doctors or whatever, the team people will formulate uh, like electrolyte drinks 
um, oh, like just, just like the right level the for them. Right. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the IV trip, like what you need. I guess so. So <laughs> that's what they're drinking. They're like specially formulated okay. and like you're constantly adjusting the electrolytes in those things. So you're telling me they're not actually drinking Monster Energy <laughs> or, or Red, Red Bull. Bull? I don't uh, think so. Because they, they obviously have the sponsorship from the bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not clear. Yeah. So I know there's just like some basic water or <laughs> exactly. electrolytes in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And I mean, some drivers do have water bottles in the car, but you know, you're trying to save weight. So um, I know some yeah. drivers go without as well. Now, when we're talking about health, healthy drivers, mm-hmm. now they talk about shedding weight, right? On the car. Uh, <laughs> they talk about like stripping paint off the car and yes. lo- lose a couple of kilos. Mm. The drivers, they can just lose weight. Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I, I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> not something that I think gets discussed a lot, but in the past, that was definitely the case. Um, and we've had like particular car regulations where the teams were really desperate to bring the weight down. Um, and you saw, I think 2014, 2015, um, the drivers all of a sudden, like it was the first race of the season and they'd all gotten so skinny in the off season. Oh like, my gosh, malnourished. They lo- yeah, they Just, looked unwell. They right. looked unwell. Right. And there were stories about drivers, you know, fainting, um, like while they're doing like sponsor things at the racetrack and all that kind oh of thing. Oh my gosh, just not eating. This, yeah, that's yeah. very unhealthy. Super dangerous. And so now they've taken a different approach to, to managing weight. So, you know, Formula One cars have a, a, a minimum weight that they need to adhere to. There's also a minimum weight for the drivers, 80 kilos. 80 kilos? Yuki is not 80 kilos. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was like, I've before. seen him on stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no, so if, if they weigh less than 80 kilos, then there's an artificial weight that's added to the car, like Where? Near, near the seat sort of thing. Oh, wow. Okay, near okay. the driver, just right. to sort of stim. Yeah, otherwise it's discrimination the other way. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say stimulate the driver, just to simulate the <laughs> driver. Um, Again, kid show. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, so now we, it's called ballast. We add that to the car to get them up to 80 kilos. And what that means is there's less pressure for the drivers to be super lightweight. Super light. Um, and they can, you know, concentrate on being strong for the cars, which they're really I was going to say, be. you can't be like, you know, wasting away and mm. then be able to have the core strength, the leg, the neck exactly. strength that way. Just your neck would weigh like five kilos. Probably, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, probably those guys, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, the last thing you mentioned was endurance. These races are long. I mean, some people mm. are like, oh my gosh, how do you watch such a long race? Mm. Um, even before the race, they've got so many sessions leading up to it. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, I did go-karting for like, what, 14 minutes at a time <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was exhausted by the end. I think but it was seven minutes actually. It was a 14-lap f- <laughs> session. Not like Let's 14 say 10 minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so how did these drivers do it? Like that is a lot of physical, mm. physical endurance, right? Yeah, on top, of the, on top of that core strength stuff that they do, there's a lot of endurance work. and So cardio, cardio is it? Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of them, I mean, Jensen Button comes to mind. He used to run marathons in the off-season just for fun. And think about Valtteri Bottas, all the bike racing stuff that he does. He yes, regularly yep. places on the podium against all these like bike racing people. And he's just what? doing it for fun between races. Does he yeah, actually yeah. get on the podium? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. I've seen him on podiums. Wow. Um, and his uh, wife's a, a cyclist as well. This is something that not many people, I guess, talk about. But how many sports can you give me? Can you tell me where they're doing 90, to 90 minutes to, to two hours nonstop? Like there's no breaks. That is such a good point. Like cricket, I'm thinking, mm. another long sport. <laughs> but they get so many breaks. They get tea breaks. They get drinks breaks. 
Yeah, and, and I mean like they're not like on the go the whole time. The whole yeah. time, yeah. yeah. And even like if you think about a five set final in a Grand Slam in tennis, yes, you get a bit of respite between points. And then after, you know, whatever, yeah. three games or whatever, you get to have a bit of a sit down. Yes. There's a breaks between yeah. sets. Um, you know, basketball, there's fouls, there's the interchange, you get to sit on the bench, yes. substitutions, yeah. there's quarter time and half time. Most sports have a quarter time and half time. That is so true. Formula One doesn't have that. You know, you, you can very easily go an entire race with no safety car, no red flags. That's common. Um, yeah, yeah. Only red flag would give you a break, really. Which yeah. means you're doing the entire race distance. Um, just, you know, your heart, heart rate is constantly at the 170, 180 BPM mark. Wow. So, That's yeah. like my my card, like full on running cardio. Right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of That's, That's peak for a lot of us. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's like the endurance that they have physically. But then I'm also thinking mentally. Mm. Mm. They have got so much mental endurance to be able to focus for that long. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always think about the the super slow-mo shot in in Monaco, you know, like going through La Piscine, the the swimming pool complex. Oh, now now you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Where where you see, you know, like they're, they're... pretty much grazing the wall right they're up against the wall i love that shot <laughs> right and i don't know how fast they're going there i think they're doing like 180 kilometers something fast and you think about it if they're five millimeters more to the right they're not just grazing the wall they are hitting the wall you know they're ripping off the front right suspension and they're going straight into the outside fence oh my gosh the and whole car's ruined yeah. they will probably get substantial injuries yeah. i mean like, that's i mean yeah i mean it's a trip to the hospital at least yeah. um and it's the end of the race Right? That's yeah. the end of their session. Yeah. Everything can change with yeah. one moment of lack of focus. Yeah. Like yeah. one small mistake and you have to be so precise. Yeah. And Love I guess that. Yeah. the drivers are doing that. They're the whole time they're they're sensing what the car is doing, you know, feed, taking in all that feedback from the car. They're well, I was going to say like how much of it is actual like in the moment focus and decision making mm. versus like kind of autopilot and mm. like reflexes because they – They've done, they know the lap, they know yeah. the track. Um, they obviously have to like look out for other cars and things like that. Yep. But a lot of it, I mean, I'm not saying they're like not focusing. I'm just saying like when I drive out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, this might sound a little bit wacky, but in, in my sort of experience and my belief is that they will get to a level of focus where you're not thinking. Like, like you're saying, you're not actually making decisions about how much you're braking, how much you're steering. That just happens. Um, yeah, from I think practice, it's just, lots of practice. Yeah, I think it's just such a high level of focus that you're not having sort of conscious thoughts about what you're doing. It's, you know, you're like in this zone. But they still they still need to have that attention because I, I, there's so <laughs> many angry radio messages where <laughs> the race engineer is just being annoying. I mean, not annoying. They're mm-hmm. obviously sending useful information through yeah, about yeah. the weather and so on. <laughs> <laughs> and the driver's just like, stop it, like... Leave me alone. I, I mean, need some quiet. I mean, they're focusing on a lot of stuff, right? Their brains are processing heaps at any given moment. Like, I think there's been scientific studies done on race car driver brains and things like that. Oh, MRI um, scans? MRI scans, yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, they talk about all these things like multisensory feedback and processing. So, like, you know, taking in all these different things from all their senses, they're processing those things so quickly, right? Um, perceptual cognitive skills are another thing. And race car drivers are always found to have like much higher levels of function than 
than other athletes and, and you know, just other adults wow. in general. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's like an extreme level of activity there. And I think there's another thing, neural efficiency um, is something what that they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's essentially, it means that they do all these things, their brains are doing all these things, but they're actually recruiting less volume in their brains. So like their brains are just so efficient at doing these things. I mean, it's just crazy because like we've been talking about physically what, what they need to do mm. uh, as athletes and how they need to train. Yeah. And then they put in this environment where they're like tested so hard with the temperature and the carbon monoxide. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they have to be mentally <laughs> yeah, just yeah. multitasking yeah. and focusing, focusing and yeah. processing all these things. Being fast. strategic and mm. focusing mm. on like that. It's just crazy. It's I, just like, I, wow. mean, I think from a physical perspective, they're up there with like some of the best athletes in the world. But I think mentally, I don't. I can't think of any other sport that comes close to what these guys can do. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, I know there's a, there's also the team um, giving them information, data and like strategizing. But yeah, they are multitasking. They are like not only going with their intuition, but also getting feedback on times and everything. Well, we're talking, talking about that like cognitive ability and that focus and that precision, there's a very famous story about Senna. Um, must I have love been in hearing the these stories because I, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, no. Oh, well, this was before I was alive, I think. But um, I think it was a US Grand Prix, Detroit. So it was a street circuit. Detroit had Detroit. a circuit? Yeah, America's had racetracks everywhere. Ah, oh, right? so, yes, yes. And then um, pre, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was a street circuit, right? So sim- similar to like Singapore, for example, where it's public roads that have been turned into a racetrack and there's cement walls outside mm. like on the there's side of the track there's also lizards and hedgehogs i don't know if there's lizards <laughs> in destroyed um yeah and senna crashed right he he was exiting a corner and he clipped the wall um wait this isn't the crash right no no, okay, no. Okay. and and he he came back into the pits and he was just something was bothering him and he said to the engineers the wall had moved someone moved the wall <gasps> And these walls, they, they weigh, I don't know if what those walls were, but like they're roughly around four tons, these walls. Right. right. They're not these like tech pro barriers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. you, can't just, you can't just move these walls. Yeah. And the, the engineers were like, yeah, I mean. You're typic- an idiot. Well, <laughs> I think they were like typical race car driver. It's never the driver's fault. You know, this guy's yeah, just crashing yeah, all yeah. by it's himself. It's the car. It's Always, the condition. Yeah, someone else. Some, strategy. Some. Yeah. But they said, look, because it's Ayrton and because he's just so adamant that the wall has been moved, you know, let's go have a look. So like yeah. after the session or whatever, they go and have a look at this wall and surely enough, um, someone had hit the wall earlier and like they'd hit one end of it. So it sort of swung out the <gasps> other end and they said like millimeters. Oh my days. And it makes sense. Now when you see these drivers at, you know, the swimming pool complex in Monaco, they're, you know, they can barely see over the steering wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And they're getting that close to the wall. That's not a fluke. Like these these guys are superhuman in terms of that, their ability to... See I through guess, walls. <laughs> yeah, see <laughs> and through metal, walls. like Superman. Yeah, yeah. Spatial awareness and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Really incredible. Something give me two. Something give me two. Something give me two. The all girls. Five million and forty naughty shorty. <laughs> Baby girl. Oh my girl. <laughs>